0: Thank you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. I'm Kyle Korblis. Uh, I'm really excited. Today's going to be a great day. I've been looking forward to this all day, and there's obviously a, a, a very good reason why. Uh, I have the guys from McBride and the Ride on with me today. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk about how they're uh, how they're back, and they're better than ever uh, after probably like <laughs> two decades at this point. And I'm just really mm-hmm. excited. Uh, Terry, uh, Billy. Ray's going to hop in here at some point hopefully and, yeah, uh, some point. Ray, at some point we, we don't point. know where we don't know where or, he is we or he'll be homed he in Kyle. somewhere yeah yeah will he, somewhere, somewhere. He, he's somewhere Ray's in <laughs> vegas
1: so we have no idea what's going to happen to him but uh we well, made it happens, happens. so we can talk about him until he gets on here so <laughs>
0: that's right yeah. I mean, we'll like we weren't talking about him yeah. but thank you for coming to hang out with me guys i'm really excited to uh you know talk about your story and talk about where you are now and and, and all the great things to come i really appreciate it obviously like i told you, you before been. like i'm a big fan of you so yeah it'll be great um so why don't we start off with with just uh you know I don't want to start from the beginning cause that could take forever, but but like, you know, just, just a little bit of a, a breakdown here, right? Like, you know, you guys started in the late eighties, early nineties and, and, and you started with MCA and then there's, a, there's a whole way that you guys formed, which, which is a, a pretty cool story too. But, but you know, like over the last you guys haven't, you guys reformed in 2021 officially, correct? Um, and the new music's coming um, now, which is, which is great. Uh, over the last couple of years, you have put out a couple of things, um, you know, but like looking back over the last 20 years, you know, like what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Obviously I know a little bit, but I kind of want to hear from you guys. You know, what, what have you been up to to lead you to this point where you're, where you're ready to go again?
1: Well,
2: we've we been up to Billy. Yeah, um, I just got through riding my bicycle and got the crap stung out of me by a hornet.
0: So <laughs> we I'm, don't like that. It's I'm terrible. Not,
2: sitting is not a whole big yeah. fun thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, but other than that, um uh he stung you have, while you were riding were you riding yeah went right at, right at my bicycle shorts man it was Jeez. just
0: like oh no. yeah
2: man not not really? a fun, not, not a, fun a pretty deal.
0: scene not a pretty scene okay. uh, no. See, sorry,
2: sorry folks that does not edit that out indoors yeah. but but uh I, I would say we we all have been very active uh as as you know terry's been a out with Brooks and Dunn, and besides that, as a musician, he also writes all the time oh, here in man. town, and that's how we know Bryce Long, as right. Terry basically brought him into our group with us to write with us. And as for myself, I've been for God for twenty years. I was with uh Vince Gill up until yep. the, uh he's still he's he's out with that Eagles band now. So <laughs> whoever I'm those not guys not are, yeah, whoever that is, and you got, he's got, got a
1: side gig going. For sure. <laughs>
2: He got me involved with this local band here in Nashville called the Time Jumpers. And I've been a part of that for the last 12, 13 years, something like that. And uh, I play every (laughs) Monday night with them. And we all do sessions. Terry has writing sessions. He does. Mm -hmm. And I play on people's stuff still. And um, it's been a, it's been a, a, uh, I think COVID took a lot of wind out of the sails here in Nashville as well. The music community Mm -hmm. took a hit, but, it is really coming back. And we're all three feeling that. And I think that had to do, um, we wanted to make a statement again. We got together collectively and it was first, it was just about let's go out and play and see what this thing is like. And then we went, okay, yeah. it's sounding really good. So yeah.
1: go ahead, Terry, you take it. From me. No, that's, I mean, yeah, Billy, we know, we all know the story because we're living it, you know, but yeah, yeah. We, you know, we had a, a good 20 year break there from the last time we tried recording and touring yeah. and, um, you know, the good thing we talked about during interviews is, uh, like Billy was saying, everybody's kind of remained active. It's not like we had to go get somebody, talk them into getting back into playing or getting into shape. And it was a lot of rehearsing. I mean, I'm always I'm practicing a lot and still do and still need to, you know, but I play bass with McBride and the ride and I'm the lead singer. So different from like a solo songwriter show I would do where I will play guitar, you know, right. And different songs. I do with McBride, the ride's a lot of different stuff that I wouldn't and don't do all, everything that we do live. But so it's yeah. taken some rehearsing, but it really came together quickly. I mean, yeah, I've been writing, you know, I, that's what got me to Nashville. I was writing and songs I was writing made their way to Tony Brown at MCA. Fortunately for me, one of my favorite producers at the time, I just couldn't believe it. You know, I've been struggling, in Austin and playing with great artists like Billy has been doing most of his life, you know, backing up uh, Billy's yes. work with Mac Davis during the height of his career and Rick Nelson, Emmylou Harris. I mean, yeah. some of was, my favorite yeah. artists, you know, as a matter of fact and really all three of those are, uh, iconic sort of uh, artists to be touring with. But and, and, and same, I was fortunate to play with Delbert McClinton, a real legendary yeah, yeah. R&B singer from Texas and toured with Stevie Ray Vaughan with these couple that were writing songs for Stevie and they took me in and that's when they my songwriting sort of became elevated to say the least and uh started writing these classic country songs and I was singing them and we made a couple trips to Nashville and on one of those trips uh Jody Williams t- uh introduced us to Tony Brown and really Tony was instrumental for putting McBride and the ride together he's like yes. at first he, he said I'm gonna sign you and I I was a solo artist for a minute, and then he he said, uh, he invited me down to San Antonio and said, listen, man, MCA needs, we need a band. We have this band, Desert Rose, and they're going away. They're done. Their run is done, you know, for whatever reason. And he said, you know, you're a band guy, and I know a couple other guys that would be good for a band. (laughs) He was on on a mission. He's great at putting people and things. Yeah, that's what he does as a producer, you know? Yep. And he he's very good at it. He knew the chemistry and musically everything fit. The bonus for us was that first rehearsal, we had no idea we had this three-part harmony sure. blend that was really something special, you know? It was more than just a couple guys singing harmony parts. It was like this brotherly family harmony yeah. thing that was just uh, really stopped people in their tracks when they came. We had sort of a... a non-stop touring uh, people that would come through our rehearsals of just managers and agents and tony brown set all that up you know we're oh yeah learning songs but it was a, a it was growth. a buzz yeah a lot of people dropping by to see what this band might be you know yeah. but yeah. we impressed some people and we impressed ourselves really <laughs> we're like dang this is good as players you know it got good
0: yeah right so so can i ask you now that just reminded me of something right like so you like you said, right? You've been you were a, you didn't know that you were gonna be a band guy, right? Like you were, and then you thought you were gonna be a solo artist, and then here you are, you're a band again, right? Like you got these these two guys that you may not know all that well and they're great players and, and just, just are in a band, right? So the the thing I find funny is that you mentioned the three yeah. part harmony that is just classic, which is why you know the first time I've ever listened to you guys, I was like, man, like the harmony is always my favorite part of music, and and if cool. you got a good harmony, like I'm looped in, you got me, you you'll never lose me, right? So so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, um, what I find interesting is is tell me I'm wrong here, Terry, but but you don't consider well at the time you didn't consider yourself like the best singer ever right and now all of a sudden you're, you're leading this this band and the, and the three of you have these great voices that just harmonize so well together uh, for both of you you know what was was it like a feeling of like oh we actually have something here even if oh you didn't we all felt like that much before
2: we all oh, yeah. felt that mutual that was a mutual thing right from the and- right from the get-go we we thought we were going to be the big hotshot musician band, Terry. and that isn't what stuck. It was actually the vocals yeah. that came to be, and it was a natural thing. Ray is a baritone, mm-hmm. Terry's a tenor, and I'm a tenor as well sure. that sings up above normally. So it all—all all those voices just—it was a real natural blend that I'll never forget. Tony gave me a cassette with six of Terry's songs on it, and I—and he uh, there was a fourth guy involved at the time—a guy named Steve Fischel and we discussed it we were playing with Emilio Harris together both of us at the mm-hmm. time and we heard that we heard that cassette tape and we were both like mm-hmm. this is really fresh and this is really different mm-hmm. we knew why tony was interested in it and not only that the guy singing the songs was really cool yeah. it was a different <laughs> statement it was so different than nashville he had a, i'll never forget he had a song called yeah. ain't no big deal on there and i just went it's hooky it's bluesy yeah. it's Stevie Ray Vaughan That's meets awesome. i don't know some somebody uh traditional country you know and that thing was really cool and it and i was interested in what was going on not only in nashville at that time i just moved from los angeles but and so that really caught my ear and also ray ray was from phoenix sure. and and was brought in at the same thing he was playing with Lyle Lovett it's now
0: now playing in other areas like you're from you were from you were in in Los Angeles at the time right like yeah. um was there and now this is just a I could be naive here but was was Nashville the same right like was because obviously like in in the late 80s there early 90s like you're you're getting some, some huge names right like straight mm-hmm. straight's out of there at that time right alan jackson there's mm-hmm. there's names up the wazoo that are coming out of there and it's <clears> obviously <throat> tough competition but um you know like Going into Nashville and approaching this as a band, what are you navigating? And, and uh, you know, like what did you find when you got there? Maybe that you thought was gonna well, come easy for the three of you. That I, I remember the first,
1: I remember early on, Kyle, Tony Brown setting us down, and he turned on this video of this band called the Kentucky Headhunters. And they had this song called Walk Softly on this heart of mine. He went there's your competition right there <laughs> of course they were nothing like us but like you said no bands mm-hmm. and artists were coming out of the woodwork yeah at that particular time in those early 90s and going back to your question your comment Kyle, is like you know really i never did think i was a great singer i was really a singing bass player is yeah. how i was kind of making my so-called living sure. struggling you know starving <laughs> musician phase but uh fortunately for me there were a couple of people out there that thought I was a good singer, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Bill and Ruth, this couple that were writing these Stevie Ray songs, which is why some of our music had a little bluesy feel to it is because yeah. these guys were steeped deep into this blues background that Bill was kind of doing this rocking rockabilly blues thing. And uh, we went out and toured with Stevie Ray, Ray Vaughn because of it. But then we started writing these songs. They were just so different than what was happening in Nashville at that moment. And we were yes. cutting them in Austin, Texas. So the musicians were totally different. And that's what helped me sort of stand out. Uh, yeah, I think I sang, I, I did a good job and believable of sure. delivering the vocals on those songs, but they were really different. And then fortunately, people like Tony Brown, who I really admired so much. He was my favorite producer at the time because of those records with Steve Earle he had done and Patty Loveless. And oh, that's right. Everybody that I love, Vince... Skill to yes. he was working with everybody that yeah. I love, you know, and Steve Warner, he had done those records. He had helped oh, sign geez. Alabama. Right. It was like, man, he was the guy. You yeah. know, yeah. he just yeah. produced that first Law Love record, you know. It was just exactly. like the coolest yeah. guy. So I wanted to work with him so bad. And then he wanted to work with me. I couldn't believe it. Kyle, yes. was like my life, 24 man. hour span. I really went from struggling guy, you know, I was, I was, I was appreciated as a player, but I wasn't, you know, just now making my way as the songwriter. Side, although i've been making a lot of trips but sure. yeah i mean like i said fortunately tony brown dug it the guys dug it and then we were off and running
0: the craziest thing is that i find that that tony brown just like pulls these three guys from different areas of the country and just <laughs> yeah. says it's gonna work like it's gonna work well,
2: right well he had he had done his homework right of uh, course yeah because he
1: had worked with lyle he knew ray from lyle's
0: so records. he knew same and with me.
1: Yeah, he exactly. was singing on those Vince Gill records that Tony Brown was producing.
3: Right, so and he I, was
1: just making a he was making a list of people that would be cool for a band, and we just happened to come along when he needed one. You know,
2: and and then it's and then it's kind of like okay, now musicians are there, vocalists are there. How about the personality thing? You right. know, yeah, and it all came together, and boy, we it, it we had to have complementary personalities, yeah. otherwise, would they no, amount would of work what we were thrown into in those days would have been really, really difficult to endure without loving one another. Basically. Getting along
1: is, is vital to the success of any band, which is why most bands don't make it, you know, and why hardly any bands could ever come back together in the same formation. You know, like we have, we're all the original members. And, uh, and for people who don't know, like your listeners, some people might not know Tony Brown is a band guy as well. He was, yeah. in the hot band, he was also <laughs> piano player for Elvis Presley yep. he, uh, he's a band guy, You know, he's a musician at heart he just happens to be a brilliant producer as well You know, so we took advantage of all that, here all of a sudden we have this guy helping to guide us and lead us and give us this opportunity to be something on probably the hottest label in Nashville at the time, you know they had Reba Winona, they had Vince, George Strait uh Patty. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was all I remember those... when we sold our, our <laughs> record went gold and they had a meeting with us like you guys gotta step it up, man. We need we need more out of you. We gotta yeah. get you're platinum. right We were and that, we were that, that record sold of... how many
0: copies? Like that was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah it was <laughs> it, it was that's, amazing. That record sold up. over
0: five hundred thousand copies, right? At least. Right? Oh
1: oh yeah yeah we we had yeah. a gold record for sacred ground yeah. early yeah. on. Yeah. But yeah. but people were doing Multiple. My friend Ronnie Dunn. Their first album, I think, was seven million. You know, so there was some incredible things happening
2: on. Well, the music yeah, crowd. and big, big numbers all around town. Right. You know, yeah. I remember it was just the the business itself was just exploding with all kinds of artistry, all labeled as country, and a very positive way of of labeling it. Not right. not necessarily trying to put it in Americana. Sure, it was. It was country, and it was everything. Um, oh man, from Steve Earle to like like Terry. It could be mainstream. Yep. It could be. Uh, it was a lot. of it. Oh yeah, that was just was very kinds
1: diverse of- back then. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah from yeah, yeah. from Clint Black to Travis Tripp to yeah. you know Brooks and Dunn to everybody was riding the wave of Garth had already come on the scene in '89. You know. Perfect. Yes. So things things were changing quickly. Uh, there's the a little more flair. There's a little Keith, more flair yeah. at that point. Keith, Keith Woodley modern, uh, It was, it was a modern approach, our mo- Really, what it was, our modern approach to classic country music is what we were doing. The next generation right. of taking the music yeah. we grew up on and loved and putting our own little, somewhat you know, contemporary spin or whatever on it. You know, right. but it was still very simple, especially when you listen back now. Uh, you know, and we we're able to pull all that sound and arrangements off as a four piece band, as opposed to tracks or having 10 guys on stage, whatever. Our, our sound was always simple. The message was too, but the harmonies are what was important. And then we were always proud of the musicianship and the way we were able to come off live. You know, we were kind of known for one yep. of those bands that played hard and, and really rocked, even though we had a bunch of those nineties ballads, you know, right. we really have an energetic uptempo show, but we have some cool stuff like, no more crying from the eight seconds soundtrack. And
0: Dude, it's one of my uh, favorite movies of all time.
2: Oh really? Man.
0: That's and you're, great.
1: Wait, man. You live in New Jersey,
2: and
0: that's one of your favorite movies. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Have movie. You, Ask anyone. You cow, you, a Have you ridden heart, a horse? Have you no, a horse, and honestly, <laughs> it's probably not a good idea either. Let's be honest. You're, it's probably you're not a good idea. I
2: love that, man. That's hey, so good. Cool. Hey, Kyle,
1: that's a that's a sweet, sweet movie. And that is we're yeah. in it. You know, we we tell people we fought yeah. to get in that movie. They they wanted to send something we really really wanted to do. I'm glad we did because uh, it's something people still talk about to this day. Like you, people who saw that movie. I mean, there are some serious cult fans of that movie
0: out there. Oh yeah, you know what's yeah. so funny yeah, like- about that? What's so funny about that movie is like, I saw that movie years and years and years and years ago. Obviously, obviously, you know, I'm 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 a lot younger than that movie is, but but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I saw that movie a long time ago, and and when I did, all I you know, obviously the movie's incredible, but for some reason I was absolutely floored by the soundtrack. I love every part of the soundtrack. And I was, was like, really cool. I was like, I just want this soundtrack and I want to be able to listen to it. And it was so hard yeah. to find it anywhere. Right. And then, so I'd go oh, on, wow. and I, I'd go on streaming and I would try and find it because that was yeah. my, only, my only availability and you couldn't wow. like just download it. So I bought the whole thing and I have the whole thing. I just, I just bought it. Oh, and that's I love so cool. it.
1: Oh, yeah. That's When it was released, that soundtrack was very popular. You know, it was, I think it was probably 94, Kyle, is when we shot that movie and the video for it. We had the first single from the soundtrack. That was No More Crying. And David Lee Murphy had a song out with a bang, I think, was from that. But you're right, that soundtrack was killer. We had another song in that album, in that soundtrack, from john anderson Yep. it's it was called burning up the road our title is yeah. our very first uh, album. oh yeah yeah and yeah. it comes blaring through the cadillac when they all jump in that convertible and head out it's well, pretty cool ray what the heck is look ray? at ray that? look at this
0: oh, oh yeah. my gosh he's, he's right. in a cor-
1: corner suite are you on in ca- vegas yeah are you on casino time out there what are you doing
3: yeah i'm sipping off uh, <laughs> I'm margarita. margarita oh, oh decent crackers gosh.
0: <laughs> Ray, Ray, they were they were they were talking a lot of crap about you, Ray. But I wouldn't let them do it. I promise. I had Only you because
1: you weren't you weren't here. Uh, <laughs> okay. big, you can I'm hurt scared. me.
3: You're not. <laughs> 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 He's
0: got a point. He's got a point. He's got a point. I love oh, it. how's Vegas treating you? All right, Ray. I just gotta make sure. Oh, I thought he wow. was gonna
3: moon us there for a minute. What yeah, is I that? I thought I was
0: gonna get that too.
3: Is that $5. a country Dollars. gentleman or what? No, it's it's not a duo jet, but it's a it's a it's kind of like it's a duo a, jet but yeah a, but it's it a plays gresh. great and it sounds great and I got it for a great deal and I bought it, Kyle, it you're
1: you're a young guy but have you ever heard of Peter Frampton of course yeah we used his 1959 duo duo jet on our album that's our incredible. EP that's yeah incredible. we we also recorded the first tracks in his studio no in way. Nashville yeah yeah we uh he we, didn't know we it, started off it. on a <laughs> yeah, he didn't know we used
3: that guitar, but it he does, he doesn't have it there. There.
0: good.
3: We yeah. snuck in there in the alley. We snuck in the back door. He had no idea we were in there. <laughs> no. we were <laughs>
0: Well, His engineer. Ray, Ray, you, you you let you uh you're low profile you know you're not that tall so you just slide in you know what I'm saying
2: unbelievable
0: well Ray, yeah, was, uh, we were just got finished talking about uh uh eight seconds and and how great that soundtrack in that movie was which uh, uh I'm a really big fan of and so I was geeking for a little bit and uh you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get ourselves back on track but like I said Guys, I told you this before we started. I love to ramble. It's my favorite thing in the world. I got I got I got the well, gift to gab and I just let it go. So that's what happens. But, good. You know. We'll
1: we'll ramble right along with you. We're-
0: that's fantastic. i not afraid. Really. Well, Ray, we were just kind of talking about before we were talking about the uh the resurgence and, and the regroup of you guys and, and how you're coming back and you're coming back really strong. We're gonna dive into this new music a little bit too because um you know I I've heard it all and it's it's fantastic. And, and you guys really sound fantastic. You sound great, better than ever. And I think that's awesome. <laughs> I really do. I re- well, you, you oh, laugh, thanks, but Kyle. I'm telling you, it's awesome. It's we're awesome. on the thanks, top man. of our I'm... game, dude. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I'm saying. yeah, we feel good. Even live, Kyle. It's really been coming together well and most of the shows have been good and the response is always cool And you get those people out there that still want to hear those songs and the response we're getting to the new music is really has been a big surprise you know we have fans that already know those songs and and, uh, even those that don't the response sometimes live at our shows is just as strong for these new songs as some of our hits so that's a good feeling you know yeah
0: yeah. Is no. it um when you get up there, right, and you and you start playing this music again? Um, are there are there any songs that you were like, you know, when you guys decide you wanted to come back? Were there any songs you are really stoked about playing again? All of them. All of them. <laughs> oh,
2: he's he. You know, we do just one night, and he starts crying. It's <laughs> no. not a good thing.
3: It's are you soft you had a mar-
2: It's tender, but it's not. Somebody,
3: somebody has to bring me a tissue during that one.
1: <laughs>
2: tissue. I, I hardly know
3: you.
1: He, he'll oh start my. weeping in a minute after tequila. He just openly weeps.
0: Now. What are you talking about? Hey,
3: look,
1: <laughs>
0: if start, if he starts it. crying, we'll pay no mention. You know, oh, what? we were
1: just—we yeah. e- oh. were oh, just God. excited to uh, get back together. You know, we knew those songs. You know, we still would still hold up, and we could we can still sing and still play. So it was just exciting the whole thought of it to try to get back. And we did sort of a little strip down. You know, three piece arrangement early on, just to kind of get together, and it Be was really Be careful when good. you say
3: stripped down, Terry. Be careful. <laughs> oh Vegas, you never know. Look at, no. look at the bat. Look at my backdrop. Oh my God! <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to. You. I'm getting ready to strip down right now. Be oh. careful when you oh, say backdrop, no.
1: Terry. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh my! Look, that's a nice shot of your nose. Yeah. Going right. Oh. oh. That's, <laughs>
0: Well, um, I love this. By uh, way. I just want to let you know. Hey, my next question was going to be: Were you nervous that the uh, that the that the relationship wasn't totally there? But I'm glad to see that you guys are. as... as uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I told know. you
2: that you get to know each it's other. big as, as, as ever. As, yeah, it is. It's just one of those things.
1: Dude.
0: I that's so fantastic. We, I mean, I think we've stayed in touch
1: something. all these years, Kyle. We've been, yeah. in... you know, we've run into each other, we've called each other, we've seen each other on the road. Yeah. So, yeah, it yeah. wasn't uh, it wasn't anything to get back together. I... I played out in Scottsdale one night on a solo tour at this beautiful theater out there and invited Ray out. He, he got up and sat in and the crowd loved it. We loved it. And then I think Ray was on a mission after that. He reached out to Billy and said, man, you know, we're still healthy and we're still, you know, young enough to pull this off if we wanted to. So started talking about it and then got together and then went out and played a few dates and was really good. You know, it was, uh, for yeah. us as musicians, it's satisfying to get to do that and, you know hear that music that we created 30 years ago and sure. see that most of it still holds up we're still doing a lot of the same set aside from these new songs that we've added but it's if you saw us in 92 it's very similar you know and hopefully it sounds it sounds very similar too maybe yeah. in some ways even better you know
0: I, I i mean i think everything sounds so strong i there's something i, I want to ask now to all of you but like you know you said the sound still holds up right um You know, we talk. I talk about this a lot each and every week because you know I've been doing this for a few years at this point, and and you know I I know people that have one song out that are just moving to town, or or people that have been doing it for a long time and are are are, you know you know fairly successful, and and uh, I love that that middle ground there because you know you have all these fresh heads and then you have all these veterans. I think it's really cool. Um, (laughs) The one thing that we talk about all the time is that, um, especially probably within the last couple of years, we've seen this kind of turn where where people are looking for this sound that came out of the 90s or or even the sound that came out of the 80s and 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 people are really searching for this um you know why do you think it's still holding up and why do you think you're why do you think people are still loving your songs so much 30 years later um and maybe now you have all well, I mean me is a good example like you have all these new fans that are younger fans that didn't catch the shows in the 90s right like why do you think no. that this sound is still holding up for so many people across the board
2: um I would say because to me, and I, and I'm coming from a place. I before country, these guys have had to introduce me to a lot of country music. Sure, babysit me, so to speak. I moved from Los Angeles, and when I got here, I thought I knew a little bit, but my gosh, that there was so much, such a vast well of of real country music. And to me, the biggest change the sh- was how real it, it was. And yeah. we've all heard that. I mean, we've all heard how real it is and how it paints these pictures. Right. And um, we got pitched a song, uh, Sacred Ground. Mm -hmm. And the first few lines of that song absolutely hooked me. We got married, had a baby when we turned 18. It's just like, my gosh, as real as you get, you can't not make people feel something lyrically unless you throw something that real out there. And like, I, I'll go back to Terry's songs again. That's what stuck out to me was that.
1: Uh, well, our, our most popular tune right now, as far as streaming goes, is our very first single from 91, a simple country song called Can I Count On You? That's right. It's just lived on all these years yes. later. These yeah. fans love it. It's so mm. simple. It's so country, so country and so simple that the label really wasn't sure it was going to be a single. They just, <laughs> it didn't test well. It was slow, you know, whatever but it connected with the audience in a way that we had never experienced prior to releasing that song. So, and and the connection we we still, you know, music is just powerful. You know, Kyle, you get those songs you love, whether it's like you're still passionate about the movie 8 Seconds, you get hooked on something that connects with you and boy, that's a powerful thing, you know, and it doesn't go away. And I think that's what people are longing for. Uh, Country music took a turn and when it did, it got a bunch of new fans, but it left a bunch of old fans wondering, what do we do? Right. So they sort of clinging on to the past and that music that they loved. And then still being able to go out and see it live is uh, is a very cool thing. We're we're getting you know, to reap the ben- yeah. benefits
3: of that, you know. I just heard last yesterday on the drive here to Vegas, <laughs> Joanne played me a, a version of Luke Combs doing the Tracy Chapman song. Uh, fast, oh, car. Yeah.
1: fast car number one fast
3: song car. in the country oh, i mean wow. think about that was 30 wow. years ago God. Yeah. yeah yeah but that's so- a, that's,
0: see that's a really good point though you're right because like <laughs> luke right is is luke has always said and you know like you you just see this while just scrolling through twitter or whatever but luke has said he grew up on on that stuff on on on, on that stuff from that time period he didn't grow up on yeah. on, on the really old school stuff right like and and he's you know, really honest about that which is why i think you're getting that sound i'm, I'm sure you agree right but it's true like that's yeah. why it's so good
3: well and it's you know it's it's relevant again yeah i think because of what we've been through the last 10 20 years now musically i think this this music is relevant because people are going oh you know no offense to the newer stuff really but there's not a lot of substance there, you know, and I think people oh, are right. longing for the yeah. substance melodically, lyrically, artistry, all of that stuff that that makes what we did in the 90s and other artists that, you know, what they did in the 90s or, hey, look back at <laughs> further than that in the yeah. 70s and us, you know, us guys that grew up in the 70s listen to some of the rock music I was listening to Kansas yesterday on the way here just because I mean uh so a couple days ago I I played a show in Phoenix (laughs) with Matt Rawlings who produced our record Amarillo Sky and he's he's an awesome piano player and um you know producer and uh we did a show a couple days ago and and our friend J. David Sloan sang Dust in the Wind the old Kansas song, uh, because Matt's son is a, is a violinist. He's, he's 12, 13 years old and he played the violin part. And But, you know, and Jay David, who is a guy that I grew up playing with in Phoenix, iconic country music singer and entertainer. Uh, he's 81 years old and he's, he's a young 81 and <laughs> him doing, but him doing that song, dust in the wind and doing his thing to it was like, it was just, it brought it, kind of to a different place for me. Yeah. Even, you know, and I was telling my fiance yesterday on the way here, we listened to it. And I said, you know, listen to that song. it was like at one time when that came out, it was like stairway to heaven. You couldn't turn the radio on without hearing it for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And and now, all these <coughs> players, 30, 40 years later, whatever it is, and I hear this longtime cohort, friend, musician, singer sing that song, it's got a different meaning for me now. I mean, the lyric in Dust in the Wind, you know, uh, all, all, let's see, all the, all the Mm -hmm. money won't another minute by, and Joanne, Joanne, and all your money, not a, won't another minute by, Joanne goes, I never knew what that said, Mm -hmm. I said, well, it couldn't (laughs) be more true, because Mm -hmm. I just had a friend drop dead at 61 years old, not to be, you know, negative, but, but my God, life is short. And songs really connect, sure. You know, especially lyrics like that, you're like, "Oh yeah. wow, yeah, that's, that's I, the truth." That's I the totally truth. agree. I totally and, agree. And,
0: and, and sorry, I think I
2: think a country has a a higher percentage of that honesty going on than where Absolutely. I came from. Pop music is is, is, it is it is what it is, and it makes you feel good. And it but country music is a mm-hmm. lot
0: more uh, there's so much more substance to it. And I love that well, it was, it was and it's because...
3: coming back to that.
0: Yeah, well, I, agree. Back to yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I love that you say that. Cause you know, you know, red, these guys know I'm from Northern New Jersey, like right outside New York city. Right. And it's not, it is not a popular thing to uh, listen to. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, it's a popular thing to listen to country music. It is not a popular thing to listen to country music the way I listen to country music. That is, okay. that's, that's a little bit of a thing. I, I have a little bit sure. of, of an obsession and that's okay. But, um, You know, it's people ask, right? Like they say, you know, why, like, why do you love this stuff so much? And my answer is always the same. You know, I, 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 at some point in my, in my early teens, uh, you know, I was just kind of looking for something else, you know, everyone has stuff going on and I had stuff going on just like anyone else. And, and I was looking for something else, you know, I grew (laughs) up on. All my classic rock heroes, the Eagles, and um, you know, I, you know, there's yeah. obviously like the Allman Brothers are in there, and Springsteen, and Seeger, and Skinner, and there's all these guys in there, right? That I that I grew up and I and I loved, and I was looking for something else, and I love that you know, even like you, Billy, right? Like you had to learn country music. And I think it's cool that Mm -hmm. um, you fell in love with country music (laughs) the same way I fell in love with country music. Right. And I think that that's really cool. Um, That was also another
3: thing. We all bring our own, we all bring our own take to it. Yeah. From our backgrounds like Billy and, you know, we all grew up on rock and roll too. I mean, you know, Terry and I grew up listening to ZZ Top and, you know, all these great rock and roll artists (laughs) Artists <laughs> as well as Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and Billy coming from a whole other school of not really that traditional country but his rock background so it makes our this band more of a rock and roll,
2: right. Yeah,
3: somewhat rock and roll side yeah. to it. You know that yeah. other bands yeah.
2: don't have another another thing that had a huge impact, which will probably not happen ever again in country music was there was a thing called fanfare. It's now called CMA Fest or whatever the hell it's called in Nashville. But (coughs) it was a chance for the artists to give back to the people who were fans. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is blowing my mind. These people will wait in line (laughs) to hear how authentic you are, you know? And you've gotta be on your game. You've gotta be real with these people rather than, oh no, I'm a deity and I don't go meet people, you know? That was a practice, which, a common practice, till I came. Which God would never, knows.
1: never happen in any other genre, really. No. It never has, which uh-huh. is what makes it special and connects fans. These country fans, like no other fans in the world. You know, they're still like that. Thirty years later, still paying money, driving across the country. We'll have fans that yes. show up at these shows. It's unreal. They've driven miles and hotels, and
0: I'm you know, blessed. it's a
1: lot. But it's it's just something they love, and they get something from it, and. And thank goodness, so do we, you know, we yeah. we love that people that are that passionate about it and that kind of response from it. But it's been interesting, this whole, uh, you know, sort of full circle we've come from the beginning sure. to where it's at now. It could have died out years ago. It just hasn't, you know, and there aren't that many of the original artists, you know, left. Some of them are, are gone. And I think that's another thing people are desperately trying to hold on to it and see people and these artists what you can, you know, because... Yeah we're all fairly healthy, but things happen, you know, and we all do and, right so.
3: and, and right now, we're, I mean, we're just a four-piece band. It's that simple. I'm not saying we won't in the future, but we, we don't play any, any tracks. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody does these days, and we even talked about it only because it enhances what you do. Sure. But, I mean, bands, just about every band I listen to, even local country bands, play to tracks these days, and, I, you know, it's, it can be fun as a musician to do that, but ultimately for us, we're out there playing as a four piece band, guitar, steel, bass, drums, three vocals, four vocals. Bruce sings with us too, but, but it, it you know, it sounds big
0: yeah, by itself. That's fantastic. And that's, that's probably my favorite part about country music in general. In ter- besides probably the writing, my next favorite thing is the fact that, um, you know, it's, it's authentic and there's, and, and there's real people playing real instruments. I think that's really cool. And Well, uh, some of them are. Some of them. You get, <laughs> you guys you know, some of them aren't, but, but, uh, you know, you get some, even if you, if I listen to a lot of the older stuff too, so then you're like, okay, they're, they're really playing, which is, which is cool. So, um, but you mentioned local talent. Do you listen to a lot of, uh, you know, local, maybe independent uh, bands or artists? Do you, do you dive into that realm or no?
3: Well, I, I do right. because I I own a club in, in Scottsdale, um, a very iconic cowboy restaurant and live music venue we've played there we my family's owned it 50 years so i listen to that all the time so i get to hear and see on kind of a real life level um sort of what the new music is what people are dancing to yeah how they react to our music when the dj plays it i mean i get to see all that stuff plus i play in the band it's my band's been there for years so we play covers, we play some originals. My god, we even play some McGride and Ride, believe.
0: It or not. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that's great, especially for the uh, you know, as you guys approach this new phase of of, you know, your your band's life and your career. Like I think it's really cool that you that you have this young talent that comes through um and you oh, can yeah. see that and be influenced by that that young talent because there's a lot of incredible stuff out there, right? Like people <clears throat> that haven't even touched There the are. Sure. And, a lot yeah, of great I'm singers,
3: Te- absolutely.
1: I'm from Texas, so I I write with a lot of those young up-and-coming guys a lot of those artists that are have gone on to have some great careers down there just as Mm -hmm. as texas red dirt artists you know but and then i'm I'm still riding with a few young artists here in nashville some really cool some up-and-coming really talented people every now and then one of them walks through the door and there's a couple guys that are leaning more traditional and it's been fun to see that new wave of you know young artists that really respect a lot of what we did in the past where a lot of young artists, a lot of young writers still want to write just because they're so curious about the nineties, you know, and right. they love those songs, or whether it's something Brooks and done that something I've written that they've heard, you know, sure. it's all help. Or some of this early McBride and the Ride right stuff, you know, they're very curious and still digging those tunes. So there's a lot of talent out there, you know, With social media, of course, man, you can go down that rabbit hole real quick. If you want to start yeah. looking at artists and just find a playlist of, different things and gosh you could be there all day you know I mean? me that's
0: but how i found myself here three years later done...
2: <laughs> you
3: there's on. a guy well, done tiled it. It. Done it there's a guy there's a guy i wrote with and produced some stuff on a couple years ago his name is josh scott and he's a big old dump truck driving six foot six big burly guy and and you know he wrote some really great songs and we recorded them and you know he's out there trying to get him heard, of course. But he's done some pretty cool stuff, considering he doesn't have a label. He's doing it all on his own. He submitted one of the songs that we co-wrote together, and and I produced on him, and it was called "That Bottle," and it won the uh, Jack Daniel's uh, iHeart Radio Song wow, of the Year. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's a it's very reminiscent of the '90s yeah. what he does, and of course with me involved it's my influence of that music comes out too mm-hmm. but he's got a song called this time that i think is just a great song and um you know it's just a matter of trying to get it out there for people to hear okay. but he's you know he's a 40 year old guy he's not yeah. a 20 year old guy but but he's a guy that grew up on McBride and the ride and all this traditional country so it's coming out and he's got a band base
0: yeah
3: you know that that um has worked, you know, has worked for him and he's increasing that all the time. So no time cool is like the
0: present. No time is like the present. You just go do it. No matter what you just go do it. If you, if you have a dream, go op- chase it.
3: It'll,
1: opportunities but- out there these days that didn't exist a few years ago, you know, 10, yeah. 20 years ago, for sure. You know, it's not all about having to have a major to prop you up and spend a bunch of money on you. If you've got something cool and you're a little savvy with filming and editing, man, you can get some stuff done. You can just point a camera in your phone now And just sing something from the heart and you might have a viral video tomorrow. You know, I mean, that's happening every day now. This, You know, whether it's uh, Bailey Zimmerman or whoever, you know, I mean, that kid was, you know, building jacked up trucks and decided to sing a song in his garage one day and his life changed
0: completely. it's unbelievable wow. the, the and, amount of t- talent And the
1: at the same right
2: time, there's probably 10 oh. times the amount of artists, the competition out there. So yeah,
0: it's it's everybody it's everybody has right? yeah. And, a- and 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 the craziest thing is like there's so many more and we just don't know about them yet. Like they're, yeah. Yeah. they're out there and we just don't exactly. know about them. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're yes. they're there, and that's the best part, is it's like a, a continuous wheel. Like there, there is so much talent that eventually you're gonna find out and it doesn't matter how long oh. it takes. But in terms of social media, like do how is that that world for you guys? Because like it's totally different than it was twenty years ago. You know what I mean? So, so we, how are you navigating just, that? How, how a that little going?
3: bit. We have people that do that for us. Colin. There you
0: go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have
3: a
1: we are fortunate to have a young guy that really handles a lot of social media. He goes on the road with us. We film a lot. We uh, we do a lot of photo content things just to kind of keep it current. We kind of know what it takes to keep it going, and we do post some things from the road we, yeah. we do some live streaming even occasionally if it's the right gig and the right time and sure. uh, but it's been good yeah. we've experienced quite a bit of interest even all the way to tiktok you know yeah uh, there's a there's a crowd on there that loves these vintage clips that we like to share from time yeah. to time and that's pretty cool to see a half a million people respond to something you just a, a 30 second clip of something we did 30 years ago it's pretty cool <laughs> you know funny no is, is,
0: there was this girl that was i was scrolling through tiktok and my my social media is filled with music and music and that's basically it yeah and uh, uh i was scrolling through through tiktok one night and uh you know there was this this lady who was playing a cover of sacred ground and it was it was fantastic so <laughs> i said uh i said you know, why not? Let's tag the guys. Like I like I know what your TikTok is. Yeah. So I, you know, I tagged you guys in there and and then I, I don't know, you know, there's like algorithms and things like that where, you know, as as more people comment, the more views, the more it reaches out to people. And and uh so I tagged you guys and and, and your your page responded and then everyone was like, Oh, like you know, I'll hop in and it was yeah. so funny. But she was great, she was awesome and, and that's so cool. You know, she was she was probably closer to my age, which I also thought was pretty cool. Um, Very cool. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's ah, fun it's, to it's see
1: cool, cool if you pull up a can account on you, whatever, and then the rest of them will start to appear, you know, yeah. everybody else who's done one or they do, you know, they'll just lip sync, which is really funny. You know, a guy will be there. I saw one yesterday to kind account of count on you. He's so serious. Woo! He's like on his deck, you know, <laughs> he's just, he's just lip syncing to our song, you know, and he got a bunch of respect response oh this is great you're you're doing such a good job he's just don't get the
0: lip-syncing. ideas ray don't do that oh
1: <laughs> don't,
2: Bill,
0: don't billy you're out. not gonna lip sync you sure, no. Are you sure? No, <laughs> no i was
2: saying to ray don't do that out on his hotel oh yeah <laughs> oh.
3: you know if i wanted to shoot a video that goes that goes might go viral this might be the place to do
0: it, <laughs> it might there be you, you never know right i
3: jump off the Jump off the 69th floor in a parachute singing, Can I Count on You? <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. You at won't do it. What hotel are you in? I right dare in, you. The, is, is that we're, the MGM? No, we're at the Cosmopolitan.
1: Ah, oh, the Cosmopolitan.
3: Cool. Sixty 69th floor. Um, Good grief. Serious view. <laughs> we're enjoying it. It's great. Ooh, thought, yeah, that's cool. great. So, Kyle, we we we're taking a little break from the restaurant because my fiance, joined and I, you know it's been a great season and we're very busy and it's but you know so summertime slows down in Arizona so this is our time to kind of get away a little bit here and there so that's what we're doing right now and then I'm leaving here tomorrow and then getting on a plane and we're going to Greenville Illinois to play the show with the band yeah Uh, and then we have a couple shows come up in Texas and we're going to do a video yeah. In August. I'm sure the guys told you,
0: I love it. So let's talk about this new music. Cause I think it's, I, I just, I, I think it's incredible. And, and, you know, for, for, for the people who are listening old fans and new fans, I think that it's really important to just kind of bring them all together. So I think it's really cool. Um, You know, you, you, you put out a couple songs over the last couple of years um, and you're going to put a full EP out on July 28th. Uh, and then uh, the newest song, if you're listening right now, uh, the newest song is, out now so go listen to it um but, but let's talk about that ep and and some of these new these new songs um you know is it is it were you were you shooting for a certain sound or did it just kind of work like how how did that whole process go and uh, was it different did you have to knock off the rust i know you guys have been staying active and, and you guys all sound great and you all play great but um what was that whole process like for you um uh,
2: I, I would say i heard i heard ray some say something earlier about we are a small self-contained we're our own a department yeah and that's a true that's a mm-hmm. true statement and i think that we run it past each other i think uh, a lot of the material is felt almost immediately collectively mm-hmm. and we decide you know we go in we do not necessarily record we rehearse it we check out how the harmonies sound like a typical garage band would do that's what we do and that's it, the
0: coolest garage band I've ever heard
2: well it's part, it's part <laughs> of the process you know and a lot of the most of the material is is either written by Terry and someone yeah. or by we've got one song in on there that that Ray and I joined in with Bryce long Very who nice. you know and uh all of this stuff is honest all of this stuff portrays what we felt like we were in the 90s yeah honestly and it's not trying to be anything contrived it's what we are and uh it's, yeah it's also mixed out front so
3: yeah and just like billy said kyle we're, we're just we're just doing what we've been doing for all these years we just go in and sort of create whatever the song dictates that it's going to be and we we already know what the sound is yeah. is because it's it's basically us playing it and singing it so we just play it like we think it should be and sing it right. like we think right. it should be and, and it comes out sounding like McBride and Ride ultimately it's incredible.
0: incredible. You never know guys because you know it's 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 been 20 years. You never know what can happen. And I think that <laughs> no, a
3: it disaster.
0: The time. It, it could be but it's not. It's not remember that. <laughs> but uh it's but but I listen to the new stuff and and you know if I if I don't see a date stamp on there i don't know when it is and i think that that's the best part cool there
1: you go that's um, sweet that's a that's a good quote for the comment it, appreciate that it really yeah. is
3: and if i can I'll, I'll mention again on my drive uh to vegas yesterday it's about four and a half hours so we had a chance to listen to a lot of stuff yeah. and, and joanne put on the old toto record and which had africa and rosanna And these songs that were super huge hits back in the, and I think back in the, this was like 83, right? 1983. Probably,
2: yeah. yeah. I was 20,
3: I was 23 years old. But there's songs on that album, on that particular Toto album, that sound really dated. You know, they're still good songs, but they sound dated. But you listen to Africa, and it doesn't sound dated to me. It sounds like it could have been recorded last week, you know? it's such a great song and sound the way it, the, what, for whatever it is. Yeah. And so I think that is, you know, to, to be able to, to do that. I think McBride and the ride songs are that way in a lot of ways in mm-hmm. those nineties, you know, listen to hurry sundown. And if, I mean, it's still relevant to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I right might right be biased, sure. but, um, but it still sounds like it had been recorded last week, you know,
0: it sounds like that to me, and I'm and I'm not biased, so um, I think that that's <laughs> perfect. You know what I mean? Um,
2: yeah, that's I, I, what we I, set out to do. Yeah, yeah
0: I love it. Um, is there is there uh, you know to to and I think I'm pretty sure, Tari you said this before, but when you uh, when you go out there and play this new stuff, is it nerve wracking to when you first started playing? Was it nerve wracking to play the new stuff because you didn't know how people were going to take it, um, or were you just really excited because you knew that those fans? Uh, you know, they, they, they really stick. So I think that that's cool too. Yeah.
1: I thought we were coming with some strong material. So I felt good about that. We could tell in the studio, the songs were coming together. It sounded like us, you know, and had a little bit of that nineties feel with a sort of modern uh, production as far as recording and everything's going, you know, we, we didn't do anything strange or add anything unusual. We wanted to be able to pull all these songs off live after we recorded them. And that was kind of our goal. Keep it simple, focus on the harmonies, and come with some good songs. I probably listened to as many songs for this five song EP as I did back in the day yeah. when we were cutting <laughs> albums. I, I found I went through an entire box of cassettes from the nineties that we were pitched back in the early 90s. I probably yeah. had hundred and fifty of them, maybe a couple hundred. And I got my old boombox box out and I went through these cassettes because some legendary songwriters on there from Costas to Harlan Howard to, right. you know, I found some interesting stuff. I also found a cassette that we had recorded live in 1991 out in San Angelo, Texas. And it had this where not only we have a cool version of this back in the day, but we should think about recording the song, you know, and we did. And it's a crowd favorite every time we play it. Yeah. People love it. It's, it's, it sounds like us. It's a little different. It's very honky tonk, which we love that side of us. that We can do that and steel guitar, you know, Telecaster, whatever we got to do to Okay. honky-tonk it up a little bit but uh and then just went kept diving into songs and sharing songs and pitching songs and experimenting with songs and we finally narrowed it down to these five that we felt pretty pretty proud of you know
0: that's it's that's incredible and uh i, I bet that that box of cassettes has some wild cassettes in there
1: oh i probably paid <laughs> so
0: for it i just want to let you know so just I,
1: I noticed there were some hits in there by other that other people had cut you know yeah. i remember something joe joe diffie had cut that we passed on. We passed on aching, breaky heart. They, Did you really? That, yeah, they pitched that to us first, and the song plugger always reminded me of that every time I'd see her. He's like, <laughs> I pitched that song to you guys. I went, you know, that would have never been a hit. It would have been a hit only for Billy Ray. He, yeah, he I remember.
3: Made it, he, we- <clears throat> we were pitched two of a kind working on Full House. Remember?
0: Yeah, exactly. right, right. Yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So, so let, let I me was... ask you: Why? What do you? What do you hear about these? Like these are these are obviously you know two of a kinds, one of the most incredible songs. But but why do you hear yeah. that and say it just doesn't work for you? Like what? Like well, what? About uh, these it's, songs it's got a us?
1: Yeah, Akey breaky was so tongue-in-cheek and silly we just didn't right. want to go down that road right. you know of course the way billy ray looked and all he he turned that song into what it really became of course but uh yeah uh two of a kind working on a full house that was just a good song who knows it might have been a little too much honky-tonk at the time for us i don't know what we were we got pitched a lot of stuff like that i remember yeah. costa's pitched me towards the end that blame it on your cold jet beating two-time and devil cheating yeah you know but yeah. it was for yep. a guy to say all that it sounded really mean you know <laughs> but for patty to sing it it sounded perfect it just yeah. it just is what it is it's kind of mm-hmm. like an actor passing on the on a huge role that right. just wasn't right for whatever reason you know if it went on to be a hit it was meant to be by whoever got it you know yeah
3: a friend of yeah. ours kyle a friend of ours that we all know and i've told this story to to billy and terry i think as well but he he went into a writing session one day to write with a couple guys and one of the guys said hey i've got this idea for a song called um you know she thinks my tractor's sexy <laughs> and and the one, and our buddy said, oh God, I don't want to write crap like that. I don't want to, I, I mean, I'll come back when you guys want to write a real song. Yeah. And so he left and he didn't get to write that song with the two guys. That was a big, that
1: happens a lot, really. I mean, sure it does. And one you know, Kix, Kix Brooks co-wrote Sacred Ground. He had the huh? single on it first. It wasn't, really- wasn't a hit. We had, we had, you know, Amarillo Sky, three or four years before jason aldean had it and it just happens we knew he had a good song we just couldn't convince the label to release it you know we thought it's all just based on
0: timing right like don't you think oh it is because like didn't mark mark wills put out a a version of um um, there was a rascal flats hit um i'm blanking on it off the top of my head but i know he put out a version of it before they did like a couple years before and it was a hit for them uh, and it wasn't a hit for him, yeah. and it just it yeah, just well, kind of depends on on the timing of
1: everything. Yeah, was it what matters most, or one of the? Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, there you go. What yeah, I think it might have been. Go. Yeah, what hurts. yep, that's right. You want most?
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah.
1: And, and, and Mark and is
0: another Mark story, right? That's really funny. Is um, uh, I I Mark said once that he that he uh he passed on um um uh now I'm blanking on it, of course, um, Tim McGraw.
1: Don't leave the girl or don't take the girl don't or... take the girl yeah oh yeah, Gary yeah. Burr. Uh-huh. Yep, oh,
0: that's gosh. It oh. it's just like Mark just, just Mark kind of... is a great
1: Mark's a great guy we've gotten to know him a little bit he's a big yeah, fan he got it used to be at the house band at this place called uh the Buckboard in Atlanta and we would go in there and play and he was in he, he did most of our songs in his set so when we showed up he he loved it and hated it because it took about half of the songs out of his show that <laughs> he usually would do, but he's still a great guy. I saw he had his McBride and the ride t-shirt on during the fan fest the other day. That's awesome. He's a, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Great singer still. He sounds great. Uh,
0: he, he does. He really does sound great. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit too, but he, he, he really is a great guy. And, and, uh, I just, I, it all goes back down to timing, right? Like then it's, and we talk about this all the time is that, is that I feel like, um, you know in in the 80s and the 90s you had a you had a ton of uh really great songwriters that were writing songs for for a ton of other people right and it's kind of like switching a little bit you have a ton of songwriters that also put out their own that put out their own stuff and they they write all their own stuff and and there's that whole table there as well but um it's so cool to see how many people tried on a song and it didn't work for them but it worked for someone else yeah yeah I, That's
2: I think it's cool. nature of the, of art you know of yeah. that
3: What's up? Let me ask. Let me ask you. So you're like, I want to say, like twenty
0: six. Twenty five. I just turned twenty five. Yeah. 25. So
3: what? What? You know, who are you? Who are some of your favorite artists in today's country music?
0: In today's are, country, give music. give me the okay. top two. Uh, top two in today's country music. Oh, top two. Jeez. Eric um, <laughs> uh, Church, Cody Johnson. Okay. <clears throat> oh, right. Okay.
3: All right. So, so that traditional. Cody Johnson is a pretty, I consider him like Luke Combs and they're doing oh. that real traditional thing. Even Eric church is very different, but
0: yeah. he's kind of yeah. got a, his
3: own thing. But so what makes you gravitate towards a, a Cody Johnson sound as opposed to, and not that you're not a Jason Aldean fan or, or Luke Bryan, but, sure. and maybe you are, maybe you aren't, I don't know. But what would,
0: um, for me, I love, no one ever asked me questions. This is great. Um, for me, uh, <laughs> it's for for a cody johnson song it's the emotion right it's how i feel when i listen to his to his music and how i know he feels when he sings it um that's really important for me because um you know i say this all the time like cody johnson is a guy who's like a hero right he's a guy that 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 grinds out and he did it for years before anyone knew who he was, right? I've been listening to Cody Johnson for 10 years. 10 years ago, not a single soul knew who Cody Johnson was. Well, you know, a lot of people did in Texas, right? Texas, um, yeah. And, and, uh, but what I love is that every time he opens his mouth and every time he sings a song, you feel something. And people who really love him, that way and then the people who are new fans also feel that way and i think that's that's a testament to country songs and that's the songs that he's cutting and the songs um you know that these people write i don't know i for me it's it all comes down to emotion and how it makes me feel when i sure yeah when he
1: walks he walks out there to win over everybody in the audience i mean he really has that not only the ability to do it but he has the you know commitment to go Mm -hmm. out there and 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 get those people's attention every single one of them he he sings directly almost to everybody out there. I went out with him on the road. He had just gotten out of a van. I went. I went out and saw Ray actually on that tour. Got off the bus. He had just gotten a bus, one of the very first buses ever. He was in there cleaning it when I flew in <laughs> to New Mexico. They'd been at some rodeo and it was dusty and dirty in there. And he was trying to clean it up so it would look okay. And he was such a nice guy. I met him and I wrote that song called "Every Scar Has a Story." Yep yeah the first day, first day I met him, and it became you know kind of a fan favorite tune, and uh, was just fun to see that early on in his career. But he's one of those guys that gives props to all the guys like us, even sure. during his show. He will uh, people send me stuff all the time where he will, you know, mention either you know songs we had or I've written or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of guy. He really does appreciate and respect what has happened. And that's what I liked about him. You know, he was just very genuine and very respectful. A lot of those Texas kids are, are like that. They still, yes, yeah. sir, and no, sir, you know, and it's pretty, pretty interesting to see that, but uh, it's pretty, pretty genuine. And, but just a lot of respect that isn't really all the time. I don't see that everywhere I go, but uh, it is refreshing every now and then yeah. when you do, and especially yeah. for somebody who's really talented as well, you know, but they're also humble in a way that just makes you want to you know, help them. I want, to, I want to be involved with somebody like that that's talented, humble, and very respectful, you know. It's just, it's a win-win for all of us. And if it's someone like that, I can actually bring something to the table to and help in a, you know, more of a traditional country kind of way,
3: you know. But that kid, that you know. Song, and that song, Till You Can't, gosh, that's, that
0: yeah.
3: was, it's an older song. I mean, it's 10 or 12 years old. I yeah. maybe, maybe older. You know, older,
0: it's, older. It's, 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 I, I, I don't Matt know if, I, if I've told this story before, but, but it's one of, Someone said one of you guys said before that, um, you know, like your 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 favorite part about country music is is the way the story pushes forward, right, and how it resonates with people and, and connects with people. And um, I actually got the chance, and this is just a coincidence, but I got the chance to see Cody Johnson in Connecticut a few weeks ago, uh, probably a month ago at this point. And it's the first time I've ever seen him, right, and it's a bucket list show, and it was this thing that I've always wanted to do. And uh, you know, I went with. One of my best friends, and 10 years ago, we started listening to him together, and so it was like this cool journey. But uh, the only thing I could think about the entire time, and Terry, you mentioned the audience, but the only thing I can think about the entire time, and this is this stands really true in country music, which is why I think it's so incredible. But um, you know, the entire you know, two two hour set, whatever it was, people were locked in, it was all of these people. Uh, it was a small arena, I'd probably say like you know, 6,000, 7,000 people were. All yeah. in this arena, and every single person had one common likeness, and that yeah, music. And that was the coolest thing in the world. I looked around mm-hmm. and I said, Wow, like there is this thing that I love more than anything on planet Earth. And there's all these people who, you know, for they more or less it. feel the exact same way. And that yeah. was
1: awesome. who did he have out there with him, Kyle? Who was opening that concert, uh Ky- that Tyler
0: Booth, who's fantastic, and then oh, Randy Tyler, Hauser. yeah. Randy Hauser's. Oh, right.
1: and Randy Hauser was on that. Yeah, yeah Cool. great job great job. yeah Cody's Cody's a good guy it's kind of cool to see him finally win a little bit he sure. you know people weren't sure what to make of him in the beginning is too country for what was happening at radio and okay. first couple singles you know didn't kill it but boy well, he sure came back that's a Matt Rogers and uh oh uh um, Ben uh, uh oh, his, I forget his name Ben oh a guy I've written with before <laughs> you're sorry Ben um <laughs> but Matt Matt I've known forever and yeah, that's, that song had been around it's for great. years. It's a great song. And it came it's back one around. And
3: it's one of those particular songs, like we're talking about, that just, it all worked. from yeah. his, his delivery of it, the yeah. production, the song yeah. itself, all that stuff yeah. just worked. Ben you know? Stennis,
1: I believe,
0: Kyle. Ben Stennis.
1: Is ben, that there it? you go.
0: I think that's right. I think that's yeah.
1: correct. I hope so. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, sorry, Ray, but that was bugging me. I mentioned his name and forget who he was, but... yeah. Yeah, that's cool. There's, I mean, there are some bright spots out there as far as uh, the the tables have turned and things are changing, you know, from what it was, especially even five years ago. It's really, uh, there have been some moments. Midland came along and almost changed everything. And then uh, a couple other things. John Party showed up and there's Mm -hmm. some interesting stuff out there, you know. There there is a
0: a young kid out of... uh, well, he's in Nashville now, but I, I encourage you all to go look him up if you can. His name is Zach Top, if you don't already know him. uh oh,
1: I saw something on him the other day.
0: He, he plays he just actually played the Opry with uh uh ah. same night Vince Gill played. Uh oh I saw that. That's probably yeah, what
1: I did for his name. I saw his name on there. Oh, yeah. Oh
2: yes. And
0: uh and you know, I, I I met Zach probably over a year ago at this point, uh and and I was really happy to stumble that upon tough. him when, when not a lot of people knew who he was and yeah, and it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to see him grow a little bit, but he's got a very cool sound and he's one of those guys keeping the sound alive. I encourage you to go listen to him. And, and yeah. I think that, that you will not be disappointed. kind
1: of like when my 21 year old daughter discovered post Malone years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She did. She was in there early way before he ever became, sure. there. He's playing the little municipal auditorium. I had to go mm-hmm. drop her off. Wow. She and, she and my middle daughter got there like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. They were right down front. He was just starting to make some noise, but it's fun for them to. She's a music lover. Her stuff is way more pop and yeah. heavy rap and stuff, but I've been introduced to all kinds of crazy artists. Sure. Lil Peep. Have you ever heard of him? Uh-huh. Lil Peep.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You you you're, 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 you're losing me at little peep. I'm not going to I know Bo peep. You might be losing me at little peep
1: though. I don't know. Ah, that's, a, that's a crazy that's a crazy story in a young artist that passed away very early because of just you know exposure to everything at yeah. an early age. But yeah, I've listened to a lot of cool stuff with her. She has oh. really
3: good taste, so I do hear some stuff that's I pretty her. cool, but boy, we've been, I think so- we've been ex- we've been exposed to a lot of stuff and we're still here. That's the good news. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> right
0: yeah Not sure I, uh, how, but we are hey listen it's all it's all it's you know it's it's, it's crazy ride but music is music is all music is awesome and, and it takes you on some journeys and it allows you to Absolutely. to really open your mind to some things and and uh, that's why i love it that's why i, I do this and that's why I, i'm a, a music lover and that's uh that's uh the one thing that i'll uh have with me forever so uh i mean i think that you're absolutely right awesome. in, in terms of that but um we understand listen, guys, we, we feel the
1: same way Kyle. And I love it. Yeah. For, yeah. for people yeah. who are
0: listening right now and for old fans or for people who may not know you at all right uh you know you can all just chime in or, or however you want to do it. but this new phase and this is how i'm gonna close it out but this new phase right how do you describe yourselves and what do you, what do you hope people take away from your music and and this new stuff that's on the way. And, and even if they go back and listen to the old stuff as well.
2: I I personally, I'm trying to just ride along and not take us too seriously. We are what we are. We, We all came together with one single thing in mind and it was not to, it was to go have some fun to perpetuate what we did before. We know the machine is totally different than it was before sure. all of those good times that we talked to you about before that happened 30 years ago are not available at this time, you know? So for me, it's been about getting on stage, smiling, uh, you know, uh, ha- having a good time, knowing, awesome. seeing people in the audience, sing back the lyrics to you that happened way back when, yeah. and then actually, uh have a great response to some of the new stuff even though they haven't heard it right so that that's for me go ahead guys
3: yeah for me me too i mean i you know i think we all do this because it's just what we do yeah we 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 play we sing we all do that and you know god willing in the creek (laughs) don't rise we'll be doing it till we're we're not able to do it anymore. Amen. Till you can't. Till you can't.
0: Amen. I and, love
3: uh, it. That's what we're doing, and you know, going in the studio and recording the songs and putting them together and using our our experience, our collective experience on all those things—from how to make sure the, the the vocals are tight and we're singing the right harmony parts here or there, and and the right steel guitar parts or whatever it is. I mean, it's just all part of the process, part making that music, coming up with the songs, you know, wherever they come from, whether we write them, Terry writes them, we we find them somewhere. It's all part of that process. And then getting on stage and recreating it
0: yeah.
3: is another animal. And that's you know, that's the fun part when we're jumping around up, up there having fun. I mean, that's just one part of that's the later part of it. The early part is what we already came up with. Mm-hmm. Now it's just getting it out there to the fans. Right, and, yeah, right. and like, like Billy said, just, I, you know, they're going to love, they're going to love it if they love McBride and the ride, because it sounds like us, it's, okay. it's not a real departure really. So just more and better songs, yeah. and good songs.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic.
1: Well, and like with you, Kyle, and a lot of your listeners, music has just been a big, important part of my life. Since I was uh, just a kid, you know, I grew up with it. My dad, it's helped me in a lot of ways growing up and kept me out of jail, possibly, you know, I mean, it's been more than just a pastime. <clears throat> it's been a lifelong love affair with this music and continuing to make it and play it all these years later is a very rewarding thing. It's been great.
0: Uh, that's, that's fantastic. And and obviously I, I preach that as well. Music, uh, music heals. It does a lot. And it uh, it, it really helps a lot of people <laughs> through whatever they're going through and the good times, bad times and everything in between. Um, guys, I can't thank you enough for coming to hang out with me. You are as good as they come, uh, and even better humans. And, and, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to see this, uh, this next chapter of your story and, and, and these next songs and, and everything that, that, that comes with that. And, and, you know, I hope people love it as much as I do. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So thank you for coming to hang out with me and taking some of your time, Ray. Thanks for coming to jump on from uh, Vegas. I appreciate it.
3: Thank you guys. Thanks, Kyle.
0: Of course. Of course. Anytime, please come back anytime you want, anytime you want, let me know. We'll set up. We'll, we'll do it again. I love it. Uh, everybody, you can go listen to their uh, their new EP. Uh, their new song, That's How You Know, is out now if you're listening. Uh, go stream it and share it with your friends and uh, you know, blast it as loud as you can. It's uh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, I hope you love it as much as me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the RCM Podcast. Uh, I'm Kyle Corbless. And uh, that's McBride and the Ride. Go follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast and listen to new, the new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, wherever you listen to pods, uh, Apple podcast iheartradio all that good stuff uh i'm kyle corpus that's with brian the ride we'll see you next week bye bye now